Well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Geek Thyself. Uh, Hi. Hello. Uh, This week, because of all the hype around Mm -hmm. certain films coming out very soon, we decided it might be fun to talk about, as the title would suggest, uh, we're talking about superheroes. Specifically, what our favourite ones are and why that is. I think it's going to be fun. I think so too. And it'll definitely be interesting. I'm curious what your favourite is, especially since, I mean, I know some of the superheroes are kind of universal. Like, they talk about them all over the world. Oh, yeah. But I'm I'm curious about a different perspective since you're in England and what gets focused on over there in terms of superheroes might be completely different from over here. It could be. I didn't even think about that. That's a very interesting point. I'm very interested to to hear what you uh, think, because while we both enjoy this sort of thing, I feel like Mm -hmm. we don't really talk about it all that much, which which hopefully this means we'll both learn something. So, yeah. yeah. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Even if it is just learning about each other. Because that's always fun, isn't it? Learning about the people you're working with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so... How are we going to do this? Um, well, I think the best thing to start off with yes. is maybe talk about the two powerhouse comic companies and everything. You so... know, that's a really good place to start with. Uh, yeah. So let's start with, I don't think it really matters, we'll start with DC. Yes, so the Justice League and yes. Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, no, sorry, not Super- Spider-Man. I- I caught Superman. myself. I meant yeah. Superman. No, no, I, it good. started with an S and my brain went bleh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you're all good. Uh, so yeah, yeah Superman, Superman and, and Batman. Batman and the Flash and the Air- Green Arrow and the Black Canary and yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that always sort of interested me quite a bit about DC, even if I'm not too familiar with it, is a lot of their sort of ho- heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them are in some way, like, almost godlike. Like, obviously, like, with Superman uh, Mm -hmm. and sort of Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they're vastly different than sort of ones like, say, um, Batman, who, whose main superpower is, you could could argue, is his brain and just driving all sorts of stuff. But apart from that, he's just (laughs) a a guy in a suit, in a bat suit... (laughs) Yep. Who goes around fighting crime? It's um, you know like from like the sort of the mainstream ones that most people sort of associate with DC. A lot of them yeah. like are sort of cosmic forces or vastly superior to Batman, and he can still keep up, which is always fun because it just is. Yeah, uh, just, yeah. It's just fun to have somebody who well you can relate to on a certain level because obviously he's still hyper intelligent, so you can't relate too much. And you know most of us, right. most of us don't walk around in a bat suit. Uh, <laughs> no, it, that's it, very it, true. If that's what you want to be doing with your time, hey, you know, maybe maybe I've got this all wrong. Maybe maybe I'm in the wrong <laughs> line of work. Um, yeah, that that'd be an interesting line of work if all you actually, I'm sure there's like children's party performers who do that all day. You know, and yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah. even think about that. 
more power to you because I bet those suits are not that comfortable. Oh, but, oh um, no, they don't look comfortable at all, do they? No, they really don't. But I think one of the things that DC does really, really well, mm-hmm. um, especially compared with Marvel, I yes. think one of the things that DC did well is they created very, very iconic super villains. Yeah, uh, that's in, um, yeah, yeah in particular for Batman. Yeah, Batman has like probably the most famous supervillains from yeah. all the sort of comics because you can name like ten just off off the top of your fingers. Like you got Mister Freeze, and you got the Joker, and Harley Quinn, and Poison and Ivy, Poison Ivy, and yeah, Cat, and Catwoman sometimes. Yes. Oh, sorry, no, not Catwoman. Black Cat. Uh, Catwoman. No, no, it was it's, Catwoman. It's uh, Catwoman, and she, depending on the edition. Yeah. And also where you are in the storyline in said edition. Sometimes she's more of a, like, midline. Like, not quite a superhero, but not quite a supervillain. Yeah, she, uh, from, what I've, from what I understand in my sort of limited experiences, she can flip-flop uh, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, she, she does flip-flop a little bit. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, too, in a lot of the iterations of her that I've seen... Um, not so much like the Adam West TV show version of her, but like some yeah. of the comic version and like the cartoon version that mm-hmm. w- they had when I was a kid. Um, she's very, she, a lot of the thieving and the breaking in and things that she's doing, she's doing it actually in the name of animal conservation. So while yeah. she's still breaking the law, she's still doing something she shouldn't be doing, she does have a good reason behind it. Like she'll break into a zoo and free a cat. Like, free one of the wild cats that's being mistreated or something. You know, there. I remember yeah. an episode of the Batman cartoon that did that. Yeah. So she wasn't always... She was a gray zone character. She wasn't yeah. pure evil. She wasn't pure good. She kind no. of skirted the line, which I think they displayed well, actually, in the cartoon that I'm talking about when I was a kid. Uh, because Batman they Batman the Animated Series? Yes, because they yes. made her costume gray. They did. Uh, I'm... This just occurred to me. Her costume was gray for the most Mm -hmm. part. She had like black boots and gloves and a black mask, but most of her costume was gray instead of black. I wasn't too familiar with the the cartoon when I was growing up because Mm -hmm. it just wasn't really on the channels that I remember watching. I don't even know if it was on, honestly, Uh, especially when I was growing up because it was a little later. well, it might not have on. been available over there for you guys, too. I'm not no, sure. That's, that's also true, uh, because, you know, syndication rules and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So we're just mm-hmm. restricting our fun. Batman definitely has some of the better villains. The rest of them, some of them are good, but even then, you start, yeah. even when you start getting out of the realm of Batman, they do start becoming a little less known, obviously. Assuming you've got Lick Luthor, and that's great. And then you've got Zod. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of really good ones. That's, that, that is fair. When... Marvel hasn't got the best track record with making great villains, especially when it comes to their movies, which I think um, I'm more familiar with in the comics just because I don't have the time to read (laughs) 70 years of comics as much as I would like to. Who does? Um, Yeah, but I I agree. I feel like when you think of iconic supervillains, I feel like the first ones you, at least the first ones I think of, tend to be DC villains. People like yeah. the Joker and Harley mm-hmm. Quinn and, like, you, you know, we mentioned Poison Ivy and yes. there's also, like, like the, the Riddler. Scarecrow. Yeah, the Riddler. Yes. Uh, yeah, all of those. Oh, penguin. Clayface. Yep, Clayface, Penguin. Penguin. And uh, Mr. I, Freeze. Yeah, there's yes. a lot. There's, a, there's, there's a so many good variety. ones. There's also Hugo oh. Strange. I know that he's... Yeah. 
uh, there's, in that too. There's yeah. so many good ones. And I feel like part of it in particular, you know, we just listed off a ton of yes. Batman ones specifically. Yes. And I feel like part of it is because he was just a normal guy. I mean, yeah. yes, he had a ton of money. Yes, he had mm-hmm. a ton of training and gadgets that you and I don't have access to. But at the end of the day, he was a normal human being yes. going up against these people who had been altered chemically. Oh, Bane, that's another one. Altered chemically yes. or altered with some sort of extra human situation going on. You know, mm. all of them were more than, except Catwoman wasn't, which I think is one of, well, okay, it depends on which version you're reading. Yes, I mean, but, there's multiple versions of all of them, so, yeah. Yeah, um, So because th- there's some versions where she gets bitten by cats and gets, like, powers from that, and then there's other versions where she's just an average human who's just trained really well, like Batman has, mm-hmm. so it depends on which variation you're looking at. Yeah. But overall, most of his villains had some sort of big superpower, and he didn't. So the yes. fact that he used his brain and his intelligence and his flexibility in terms of how he was going to fight different things to beat them was really, really something that could draw you in. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like, while we're definitely right, the only real superhero from Marvel whose villains you tend to think of, maybe at the same time, maybe a little bit behind, are Spider-Man villains. Uh, Yes. Like, we've got Dr. Doc Ock, and we've got Mm -hmm. the Kingpin, and uh, Green Goblin and Venom, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Sandman, like those kind of ones that immediately come to mind. Oh, and the Marino and Vulture and all those sort of ones. Uh, I don't know whether that's more because the villains themselves are good, because yes, some of them are, or if it comes down to the hero they're surrounding. I feel like it might be a combination. Yeah, like I mean, a lot of people like to gravitate to both Batman and Spider Man for different reasons. Yes. Well, and also there's the fact that in both cases, they created supervillains for them where there's multiple supervillains they're going up against all the time. Yeah. And each of them was very iconic and very different. Whereas some of the other superheroes, like Superman, for example, Mm -hmm. when everyone thinks of Superman and they think of his enemies, the only one you think of is Lex Luthor. Uh, you can think of Zod as well, but like, well, that, yeah, I mean, that's even true, so, that, I don't believe that would have been thought of much before, like the Man of Steel film. Uh, so, right. yeah, you, you're not wrong in the fact that Lex Luthor was like the biggest one on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's one of those things, and honestly, like Wonder Woman, I can't even think of a particular other than Ares from yes. the movie recently. I can't think of a particular enemy. Or even a series of enemies. I know she. I mean, she did fight things, obviously. Obviously. But like, but I can't like, picture an iconic of one from her villain. Canon, like from her story. Uh, yeah. You, know, you definitely don't really think of too many. Yeah, I suppose that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. There's also the fact that um, I think it's fair to point out that part of the reason that these two superheroes are standing out to you and me, Batman and Super or Spider Man, <laughs> yes. is because um, there were TV shows of them. There were. And, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. I suppose now, in the last sort of 10, 15 years, more have sort of surfaced, but those were mm-hmm. the two big ones, like, the ones that kept coming back. Like, I think yeah. Spider-Man had, like, three different versions of, of, sort of comics. No, the comics are of uh, cartoons. I, I know that I can't remember. I know there was at least, at least a couple of them, but obviously they both have their iconic ones, like with Batman, the... Um, 
uh, the, the the animated series, and then I think it was just called the the Amazing Spider Man. I think the cartoon yes. or was it the Ultimate yeah. Spider Man or something like that. But uh, uh, I like, think it was know, Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, Amazing probably makes more sense, and they both had great themes, which you can mm-hmm. still probably think of now. We're talking about them in your own head. Because uh, yes. I know that they're both now in my head and they're going to be there for at least as long as we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very true. So I think that was, I, I think that's what DC did better. I do yes. like some of the DC superheroes, like, of course, Wonder Woman. And yes. we've talked about Batman. I love Batman. Yeah. Um, I was never a huge Superman fan. Like, I, I, no, I enjoy him. No, he's boring sometimes, honestly. I, I liked him. the The only time I've really been like, "Yes, Pat, uh, Superman's awesome. I like this," mm-hmm. yeah. is in um, Lois and Clark, the TV series that had Dean Cain, and which I don't know if you guys got it over there. You might be able to find it on like I, Netflix. But I've um, heard about it. Uh, mm-hmm. This name, this name rings a bell, but I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah, uh, so I like, liked when Lois did, when and did this Clark. Come out? Like, was it around when you sort of growing Ooh. up, or is it recent? It wasn't super recent. It was, um, I think I was in like middle school and high school. Okay, so I'd have, a fair few years I'd have ago to now. look up the dates. I don't remember. Okay, well, uh, I, it, like I said, the name rings a bell, but it definitely wasn't something that was mm-hmm. super like available. The the program that was super available for me was uh, Smallville. Uh, yes, which that was a thing. I enjoyed for like the first few seasons. It was more my brother who was watching it because he was a bit older than me when it when it was started airing. Um, and while I enjoyed it, it still had that sort of same issue of like holding your attention. Like it was definitely more interesting than just seeing this sort of godlike person who can do no wrong. Uh huh. But again, yeah, just with Superman, there's like there's a great superhero, but there's not an amazing character sometimes. Yes, I agree that he gets portrayed that way sometimes, which is unfortunate, because I do think that the idea of him is very interesting, and I think it could be really riveting, but it has to be done right. And that's one of the things I liked about Lois and Clark. Um, For anyone who hasn't seen it, I highly recommend you go back and watch it. It might be a little dated now, so please keep that in mind, but the actual acting and everything, and I think the characters themselves were very well done. Yeah, They, um... Instead of focusing on Superman only as Superman, it focused a little bit on his um, day-to-day life living as Clark Kent. And um, so it was Dean Cain playing Superman or Clark Kent and Terry Hatcher playing Lois. And um, she did an amazing job. I loved her in that show. But it was all of his interactions with, like, Jimmy and, and Lois and the... I have the publisher who, or editor whose name I just forgot. And uh, they, I can't remember either. The, the interactions at the office, but also yeah. him trying to be a superhero on the side. Like, and just and all these kinds work, of things. Work life yes. sort of thing. Which yeah. is interesting you talk about that because the superhero that you immediately think of when that comes to mind is, at least in my opinion, is Spider Man. Who obviously yes. gets bitten by a radioactive spider. And in some versions, he gets webs that can shoot from him and other versions he makes web shooters i think i prefer it when he makes them uh i don't know but the idea of webbing coming out of me just doesn't feel right at all but that's just, <laughs> that's just me but the whole sort of mythos of sort of spider-man is that he's just like trying to balance being 
this guy who's helping people with his own life and most of the time failing in some aspect because right drama because it's hard <laughs> yeah, absolutely and it's just so yeah like that's kind of what you get from that which is nice that there's a, a sort of version of that for superman because like you said sometimes great superhero not a great character while batman is just way mm-hmm. more interesting as a character yes except in one or two of the batman movies that they made after tim burton yes. wasn't doing it like yeah. the old Batman movies that yeah, Tim Burton did with Michael those. Keaton. Yeah, Batman and Batman Those are good. They were amazing. Batman and, and Robin. The and current Batman ones Forever. are. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those were eh. The current ones came out good. And the, the Tim Burton ones were good. Don't yes. watch the two in the middle. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I do <laughs> Skip them. <wish>, I do <laughs> wish that the Ben Affleck one, which was planned as a standalone, went ahead. But it's. I think it's still on at least hiatus now um i'm not sure what's happening with it yeah i didn't i'm gonna be honest i didn't see batman versus superman it didn't look good from the previews and stuff uh, so i just never bothered it was was a little convoluted there was a lot going on i feel like the, the, the main issue that i feel like it sort of suffered from is they were trying to catch up with the expansive mcu by this point and they just crammed as much into this film as they could. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it does suffer a little bit for it. Um, yeah. It's not the worst thing ever. It's certainly enjoyable aspects. But it's definitely disappointing. <laughs> At least yeah. in areas. Like, there are some areas that are great. But they just tried to do so many storylines. It's like, you could have, you know, taken this a bit slower. And it would have been totally fine. Yeah. But, but you crammed too much in, and now we can't follow what's happening yeah, anymore. Too many cooks or too many storylines ruined the movie. Yeah. Which is a shame. Um, I feel like that's a fair good point to like talk about our sponsors, though. I agree. Sponsors for this week, as always, uh, for the Nerd Smith Net- uh, Nerd Smith. Mm. Nerd Smith Network, we have World Anvil. Yes, World Anvil is an amazing website. It's worldanvil.com. You can go check it out. It's free to sign up initially, and if you want to get any of the special features, you can pay for different subscription levels. But it's this Mm -hmm. amazing site where you can just create and flesh out your world. So whether you're a dungeon master or writing a book of some kind and want to have a place to flesh out the world that you are creating in your story, it's an amazing place to do it. You can link different characters, you can create maps and backstories and legends and describe the different countries and just all of the fun stuff that you want to do in your D&D campaign or your story anyway, but it gives you a format to lay everything out and acts like a wiki so that everything is linked and you can find things later. It's an amazing site, so it's worldanvil.com and I definitely recommend you check it out. Absolutely. Second sponsor, uh, as again, a sponsor of the, the Nerds Me Network as a whole, is Die Hard Dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, as their name would suggest, they make beautiful, beautiful dice. Uh, they uh, produce a lot, uh, most of the po- so- sort of poly sets that you can get pretty much everywhere. They also have their own independent line of poly sets uh, that they're coming out with. They also have their own mold for their own independent metal dice. Mm-hmm. which they offer in a multitude of colours and multitude of finishes. They've got rainbow ones, they've got 
their new dual sort of color ones. Spellbinder. The Spellbinder yes, series. That's right. Okay. Yes. And they design yes, all uh, their own dice. Spellbinder. Yes. So you can only get what they're sort of producing by them. The people who run it are amazing. And we're very happy that we can work with them because we just get to roll more dice. And who doesn't love that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, finally, uh, we uh, as we are now in April, and in the last two weeks of April, mm-hmm. we are talking about the annual Nerdsmith Subdrive. The Nerdsmith content that's put out every week from all of the channels and all of the shows that is on part of the network, that's all free. Uh, we put it out for free because we love it. Right. But the people who make this content also need to eat and (laughs) do all that sort of stuff. Heather? (laughs) Sure, that's right. For these two weeks, we ask you to consider subscribing. Um, With the Mm -hmm. subscription, you can support a lot of different shows, ours included. If you happen to listen to multiple shows on the network, you can support them as well. The different tiers give you different numbers of creator coins. Each coin Mm -hmm. um, is a five dollar amount so the highest tier is the superstar which is 35 dollars, and you get seven creator coins to spread across the network however you so choose yes uh there's also a 20 dollar tier which gives you four coins and ten dollar tier as well yes uh, which is the in, most common in, yes in account to all of those sort of things there's also bonus content which is released for all of them uh we've uh, pretty much every show on the network produces bonus content for the sub drive uh, then depending on the levels of which you, ser- you you can support depends on other little things that you get with uh, the ten the, with the ten dollar or a, mm-hmm. it's not champion it's uh, ten dollar oh, is sidekick sidekick that was it yes uh, you get a special nerdsmith um, subscriber pin for this year yes for the champion level which is 20 you get a you get a, a metal diehard dice don't you a, yes. a metal d20 yeah you get a metal d20 yes. you also get the pdf download of the nerdsmith cookbook that we've created yes and you um let's see with the ten dollar sidekick you get uh, half off of one nerd alert which is a shout out yes on one of your shows from yeah, from any show on the network yep. whether that's ours or any other show that you are a fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the $20 tier, you'll also just get a free one. So you can shout out your friends, your enemies, your love, your loved ones. <laughs> whatever you want to do with it, yeah. that's fine. As for the 35 tier, uh, th- or the the super the superstar tier. Yes. Uh, as Heather already mentioned, the Nursemith cookbook, uh, cookbook. There's a physical version of that cookbook which you can get if you're a superstar. Yes which is ridiculous that the Nerdsmith Network is going to have a cookbook. <laughs> yes. If, and we totally understand it, if any of those sort of options just aren't within your budget, we totally understand. We do also have a single Minion uh, subscription, which is $5 a month, and that helps support one show. You get one creator coin. Yes. You also still get access to all of the bonus content that we put out. Yeah. Uh, and you... You're still supporting people who love doing this for free and have been doing it uh, because they love it. That's right. Regardless of all that, just thank you for even listening. And, you know, if you can support, we'd appreciate it. If not, we still love you. Don't worry about that. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you can't support financially, getting the word out there, talking to your friends about the different shows that you like on the Nerdsmith Network, showing the friends 
that same show, if it's one of our Twitch channel shows or something like that. Mm -hmm. Any of that helps us a lot, and we really appreciate the support. You can also leave us reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and that also shows us support. So thank you for tuning in every week. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And now we'll head back into the actual question of the title. Yes. I think we might have already hit on it for at least, uh, I think maybe, but what is your favorite superhero, Heather? Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 on a couple of them. Yeah. Um, so I love Batman. Like Batman is, yeah. I, I love Batman. He, mm. I love the fact that he's a normal guy who just happens to have made, have figured out ways to get stuff done and be amazing. Yes. So he, yes. I, I love him. But then I yes. also really love Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. See, what's interesting about it's both of those are very similar characters. So it's very, it's very easy to understand why you get on with both mm-hmm. of them because they both are essentially just hyper intelligent who created their power yes which is amazing so it's yeah i can definitely see why both of those relate yes it's not a big surprise that i like the two nerds <laughs> who yes. created things to make themselves into superheroes <laughs> yes that's amazing so if you were hard pushed to mm. make a call on which one you uh, like more could you could you give an answer? If I was hard pushed to pick one, yes. I would probably go with um, with Batman, just because I, he's I he's that. generally portrayed as less cocky and less full of himself. Yeah. Um, and also he. Um, his, I mean, in both cases, their drive to become more and become superheroes came from a place of some kind of survival. Yes. But I feel like his was, in Batman's case, it wasn't just survival. It was, I'm not just going to live through this. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to throw it back at them and try to make my city safe again. Like He's trying to clean up his city and make it safe and take care of the people that he cares about. Um, yeah, where, I can totally yeah. That. Whereas with Tony Stark, yes, he is he created these things to save himself so that he didn't die, which is important. But yes. he, and then he used that power for something good, which I appreciate. But it wasn't quite the same yeah. level of um, what's the word? The same level of pathos. Yeah, involved like selflessness and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that totally. That makes all the sense in the world. But yeah, they're both very similar characters. They're both great characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. For me, it this actually works out quite nicely because you picked a DC hero and I'm about to pick a Marvel hero. <laughs> uh, mine uh, will and probably for always ever will be Spider-Man. I do like Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man just, as sort of Stan Lee talks about or, or did talk about uh, the way Spider-Man was, is it's very easy to relate to him. He's, again, nerdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a little awkward. Just intelligent, a little awkward. We can all, at least, the sort of people that comics at least uh, related to when they first came out. It's obviously grown from a lot more than just that now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they're the sort of people like that could really relate to somebody who just got these sort of powers by accident. And 
you know, like it's again to stand to that point where uh, Peter Parker didn't earn the powers of Spider-Man. Right. He was just given them. Yes, he does amazing things with them, and they couldn't have gone to anyone better. But it's very easy to sort of feel like that sometimes, and just seeing someone who can become more than that is really sort of inspiring in that kind of way. I could see uh, that. Yeah. Uh, not to mention he's just got great storylines, he's got a great drive, a great passion, he just wants to help people. That's mm-hmm. just a good message that I can always get behind. Yeah, um, yeah, so I have to even agree. If they've had, even if they've uh, had some rocky uh, film adaptations, <laughs> uh, especially for some of them, uh, Dancing Emo Peter will never leave my Ugh, but that was That was bad. <laughs> that was bad, but... The fact is, is just the the ideals of Spider-Man, not even Peter Parker, as Miles Morales or Gwen Stacy or mm-hmm. whoever is wearing the suit, everyone can get behind that. Yeah, all of the iterations. Um, um, absolutely. So, Spider-Man just means a lot to me. Yeah. And that's it. I can see that. Okay, okay, so we both just talked about our favorite superheroes, and this wasn't part of the plan. Yes. But since we've got a little bit of time no. left on the episode, I want to ask who your favorite supervillain is. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> oh. So many good ones. I know, though. I know, I know. Do you have one that you can give while I'm thinking? Yes, oh, I have, no. I have okay. two, because one of them, depending on how you place her, is not a villain. Okay, cool. So my favorite is Catwoman. Um, which sure. I'm sure surprises no one who's followed the podcast at all. Um, or anything I'm in. <laughs> but uh, I love cats. So the fact that a lot of the things that she did, again, in the cartoon in particular, because that's what I grew up watching, as opposed to, like, Eartha Kit version and stuff, a lot of the things that she did were specifically so that she could protect cats. She was more like... Yes. She was more like a one-woman PETA, which... PETA has its own issues, but that's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the message is still there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. And so yeah. I really liked that. But if you are one of those people who, because of that factor, does not consider Catwoman a true Batman villain, my yeah. other favorite villain is Harley Quinn. Because she's just ape shit, and you never know what she's going to do. You see... It's interesting you said because I was bouncing around a few Marvel villains and we've already talked about some of them. Some of them just aren't super appealing. They don't really stick with you. Mm-hmm. Thanos is obviously great. Yeah. But even still, like while he's got a compelling story, I don't feel like he's the most amazing. My favourite is probably still the Joker. Just because in every mm-hmm. iteration that he's been in, they've offered more to the role. Like Sometimes like he's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... He's got a method to his madness, especially in the in the, in the animated series, which I've yes. not seen too much of, but I know that he was a massive player in it. Uh, and the bits I did see like, were just amazingly well-done episodes. He yeah. didn't appear too often, from what I can understand. But like that meant that his appearance like, was always a big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, they did a really and, good job with him in the animated series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the films, like... Even if the Batmans themselves weren't amazing, most of the time the Jokers have been pretty good. That's true. Uh, I feel like, and I feel like that's more down to a testament of a good character that everyone can sort of, you know, like get behind. And of course, like the actors are putting their own spin on it, and mm-hmm. that's great. But such a universally good character, uh, just uh, as the Joker. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, I think I think the Joker is probably my my favorite. It's weird saying favorite supervillain. Like, <laughs> like you feel you feel wrong saying it's like my favorite villain. But you know what I mean. It's just like, the one you enjoy, yeah, you, no, the one you enjoy watching or hearing about the most. Yes. Yeah. I think it's funny to put it in D and D terms. I feel like yes. the Joker is chaotic evil, and Harley Quinn yeah. is just chaotic chaotic. Chaotic chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, chaotic neutral probably would fit there too. Mm. But yeah, because she doesn't always feel evil. Like that's, that's true. definitely the Joker's realm. That's true. Yeah, she's definitely not, not chaotic. Definitely not chaotic good. No, no, no. she's not chaotic good. But I could see chaotic neutral because she. She does, especially like in Suicide Squad type of storylines, she does yeah. do some things that are at least kind of good. Yes. So, yeah, like, but she's definitely fueled by that chaos. So oh, yeah. I feel like that's probably her biggest driving factor. Whereas, yeah, the yeah. Joker, like, while he could be chaotic neutral too, he's got a lot more going on, which makes him push into that evil, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and he definitely okay. doesn't have any, like, rhyme or reason to him. He's just kind of all mm-hmm. over the place, which is where I feel like chaotic evil fits well. Yeah. One last question, because mm-hmm. now you brought it around to this, is interesting. Obviously, we've talked about our superheroes. Where would you put Batman on that alignment chart? Oh. See, I would put Batman at chaotic good. I I, I agree with that, because, yes, he's yeah. good and trying to do good, mm-hmm. But you've got to be a special brand of good to to go around in a bat costume beating people up. Yes, and like, d- that's I I would say that he is chaotic good with moments that border on chaotic neutral. Yeah, I could definitely get behind because that. Because there are some yeah. moments where he does some things like the beating people up or uh, one thing that I think is interesting is that uh, and they do that with a lot of superheroes, but a lot of superheroes, they go out of their way to make sure that the superhero doesn't actually kill anyone. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, there's a few exceptions, like Deadpool yes. and stuff like that. Yes. But yeah, for the most part, they very rarely kill. Very rarely. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And Batman... Batman is kind of the one that, that, that really ever doesn't ever try to. Mm-hmm. Um, so... No, he always turns them uh, over to go get them locked up. Yes. He doesn't really ever mm. kill them, hardly ever. No. I think he's had to once or twice if you look at, like, all the different storylines. And there's probably some, like, offshoot storylines, alternate yeah, reality ones. Alternate, alternate realities, yeah, there are stuff like that. Yeah, there's probably but some of those then, where he's more evil, but... Yes. Um, as for my superhero, Spider-Man, I feel like the only place for him is probably Lawful Good just because of the whole... With great power also comes great responsibility. Yeah. I feel like putting him anywhere else does him a disservice. Sometimes, like, he could be neutral good, I suppose, because, you know, sometimes he might not have to go along with the law Mm -hmm. just to get the things... But again, it's all about in the name of protecting people and making sure people are safe. Right. He's following his code. Yes. That's the whole thing. Lawful doesn't... In D&D terms... Necessarily mean the law. Yeah. Yeah. In D&D terms, for anyone who might be listening that doesn't play D&D... There's two different spectrums, just real quick, and then we'll weaken yes. end the episode because this isn't pertinent to anything else. So, no, it isn't, but tangents. Yeah, so there's good and evil, which most people understand, mm-hmm. you know, the two ends of the spectrum, yes. and in the middle you have neutral. And then yes. there's also chaotic versus lawful, and again, in the middle you have neutral. Mm-hmm. So chaotic means you do whatever the heck you want. There's no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. you do anything you feel like. And then 
lawful is you follow a code. And that code doesn't necessarily have to be the law of your state or city, but you have some sort of code that you follow. And you don't break it. Right. It is the, the biggest sort of thing. So, like, with Spider-Man, while he's technically classed as a vigilante, mm-hmm. the things that he does, he still follows his own code. Like, he very... I don't think he's ever intentionally killed anyone. No, that's um, Oh, that's true. Even. There. Oh, no spoilers for anyone who's reading the comics or something and hasn't gotten there. But, yeah, there are some times where he kills by accident. Uh, I didn't even know because, again, uh, I'm not too familiar with most of the comics. Yeah, there's a, there's a storyline. I can tell you after. Oh, it's not... it. Well, oh. I could say it here, but I don't... Okay, spoiler alert. If no, you don't no. want to hear it, stop okay. listening to the podcast for a second. But, um, so there's one of the comics, and I can't remember which line of stories it is or what point it happens, but there's one of the comics where he's dating Gwen Stacy... I think that's her name. And um, she, I forget which villain he's up against, but she falls and he catches her with his webbing. Yes. Okay. I I know. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I don't necessarily call that him killing her because she was already falling. Right. He just didn't save her. Right. Well, like I said, it was an an accidental one. Like, it's not like he did it on purpose in any way, shape or form, but... And she probably would have anyway, but like technically, you know, if he'd spread a web under her instead of trying to catch her. Yes. You know. Okay, I can, I can, I, that's fair. I can get behind that. There's ways that he might have been able to prevent it, but didn't manage to. Yes. And it was Uh, sad. Hello. Hello, people. Uh, Spoilers are now over. Yes. Yes. uh, Spider-Man just follows his own code, Mm -hmm. which generally is all about good and protecting people. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, so, yes. Okay. So. so, lawful good is perfectly fine for him. Yep. And there. And I think, yeah. On that note, we can wrap up the episode. Yep. There you have it. So, my favorite yeah. superhero is Batman. And mine is Superman. And we also discovered Ooh. our favorite villains. Too. You said Superman. I did say Superman. <laughs> I meant Spider-Man. Ah, <sighs> it's so easy when you say Batman. To I know. I know. Superman. I know. <sighs> I was yeah. doing it earlier. Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Spidey. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and with that, yeah, well, we also know each, uh, each other's favourite supervillains, mm-hmm. which is always fun. And with that, just thank you for listening to us ramble for <laughs> like 30 minutes about, about superheroes. Yes, hopefully you enjoyed we it. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Let us know what your favourite superhero is and why. Uh, yes. Yeah. I am very curious. And yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. And we'll talk to you Bye. next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then... Don't forget to geek thyself.